Hello, hello, my beautiful friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast. I am so grateful that you're here. So much so, I decided to sing about it. Here we are, the last podcast of the year. Wow, that just like really blows my mind that it's that that here we are wrapping up another incredible year if you're listening to this when it is released. Happy end of 2022. You made it. I think people have maybe like feel a mixed bag of things at the end of the year. I think some people are relieved and excited about the new year ahead, and I also know some people that almost get a little bit depressed by the end of the year, the new year. I mean, part of it maybe is a little bit of the, you know, stress and overwhelm that comes with the holiday season and the dark, gloomy, cold days. And some people also, I know, just struggle with the idea of time passing and that can feel depressing to them. But I really want us to embrace this perspective of gratitude. Gratitude that you have come all this way that you have overcome 100% of your hardest days that you've experienced this year, that you have grown so, so much within this past year of your life, maybe more so than you even realize or give yourself credit for, and you have the gift of getting to live another year. I hope. I hope we get another, another year on this incredibly beautiful, challenging earth to be human and explore and learn and grow and fail and try again and all the things. So As we wrap up this year, I wanted to do an episode that I'm just kind of thinking of as like a best of episode, a best of 2022. We're going to talk about a few of my favorite books, my favorite podcasts, some core memories. We're going to talk about goals that I met and goals I did not meet, things I want to say no to next year, things I want to say yes to, and a few of the guideposts that I've given myself as we jump into the new year ahead. So my dear, dear friend, without further ado... Let's dive on in. Hello there, beautiful friend. I'm your host, Kaya, a cattle rancher turned accidental life coach after embarking on my own health journey, losing over 100 pounds, but most importantly, rebuilding my relationship with myself. Now I am more on fire than ever to empower others to create a healthy life that they love from the inside out by sharing the tools, tips, and strategies that I've learned and continue to learn along the way mindset, health, body image, self-love, entrepreneurship, and more. We're here to chat about climbing the mountains of life all while finding joy in the journey. Welcome to the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast. Now, let's get climbing. All right, friends, I have made it a goal of mine to be more diligent about reading, to be more consistent with reading. I feel like growing up, I was someone who I think would skim through books because I wanted it to look like I was reading. Like I have this core memory and I feel a little bit of shame about this, which is ironic because last week's episode was all about shame. If you haven't already, go back and listen to it because it's a good one. But I have this core memory. I grew up in this rural, tiny little town. Actually, you can't even call it a town. We don't even have our own you know, zip code. The My zip code where I grew up is literally a town an hour away from where I live, just to show you how rural it is. But we had this little elementary school. Half of the kids in the school were my cousins because, you know, rural life. But I remember maybe it was kindergarten, first or first or second grade. I don't know. It's hard for me to distinguish grades when I was little because I lived in, in such a little small community that three grades were in one classroom. So they all just kind of blend together. But my teacher had these little boxes 
And all the boxes had a letter in the alphabet. And the idea was that you started with the boxes in letter A. And once you read all of those books, you got to move on to letter B. And it started with, you know, more picture books. And the the books got more challenging up to chapter books as you got up in the letters. And my cousin was a rock star reader. She loved it. She thrived. She read fast. And that was just her jam. And I wanted to keep up with her. And so I would read these books. But let's be honest, little Kaya, little Kaya would skim the books She would just kind of flip the pages and then she'd be like, yep, I'm done, ready to go on to the next one until, until you got to the higher letters. And my teacher would ask us questions about the chapter books. And I realized I got myself into a bit of a pickle because that back paragraph on the back of the chapter book did not always give me all the information I needed to answer those questions. And so that kind of scared me into actually reading the books. Needless to say, Random side tangent aside, I am trying to be more consistent with reading because what I know to be true is that I actually really, really enjoy reading. And I'm very proud of myself this last year. I got through a lot of books. And one of the ways that I do that is every morning as part of my morning routine, most mornings, let me be clear, I am not a perfect human. Of course, you guys know that, but just friendly reminder, we do our best, okay? Many mornings, (laughs) as part of my morning routine, I would read one chapter. My goal was just to read one chapter a day. And it might not seem like a lot, but if you're reading a chapter a day, you can get through quite a few books during the year. And so this is my best of 2022. I'm going to share three of the books that I read this year that I loved, 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 and highly recommend. And I will also make sure to link all of these down in the show notes so you can add them to your Amazon cart and read them for yourself in the new year. The first book, if you guys are avid listeners of this podcast, you've heard me talk about this multiple times this year. I even did a whole episode about it, okay? I even did a guest podcast episode on a friend's podcast, which I'm going to talk about here in a minute, about this book, if that says anything to you. I read it twice this year. It is called The Gap and the Gain, The High Achiever's Guide to Happiness, Confidence, and Success by Dr. Benjamin Hardy and Dan Sullivan. And this book, it was a game changer for me in a lot of different ways. One of the things that really made me realize was that One of my strengths, which is dreaming and thinking in the future and having these big audacious goals for myself, is also one of my biggest weaknesses that gets in my way. Because I always have these big, massive dreams that I'm reaching towards, it's so hard for me to feel content and happy and proud in the moment because I'm always looking at the gap between where I'm currently at and where I want to go, which is a moving target. And this book really helped me challenge my perspective on, okay, it's okay to have these big dreams, but how can we really start living in the gain? And the gain can only be measured backwards. So here I am today, instead of talking about all the goals I didn't meet, which I will talk about those, I also want to take some time to look at all the things that I did accomplish this last year. I want to really want to live in the gain. And this is a practice I learned in this book that has just been so eye-opening for me. In fact, I started a new nighttime routine because of this book. And that nighttime routine includes sitting down next to my, or in bed, before going to sleep and writing down three wins from the day and also writing down three wins for the next day that I want to accomplish. And I've been doing that just since November, so not a very long time, but I tell y'all, it has really, really affected my mental health and I highly recommend you check out that book, The Gap in the Gain. Okay, book number two, best of 2022, is Soundtracks, The Surprising Solution to Overthinking by John Acuff. John Acuff, I really am working to manifest him being a guest on this podcast. He's one of my dream guests to have on the podcast. 
He is an author and a speaker, and he cracks me up. His sense of humor is just so funny. He's just such a wholesome person. And um, he also has a podcast as well called All It Takes is a Goal, if you want to check that out too. Now, he talks a lot about mindset, and this whole book called Soundtracks is really talking about mindset and the repetitive thoughts that we have going on in our brain. And a lot of those soundtracks, y'all, they are broken. They are repeating negative things and reinforcing lies about ourselves that are simply not true. And this book kind of walks you through how to turn down the dial on those negative soundtracks and how to replace them with new ones. So if you are struggling with negative self-talk, limiting beliefs, these repetitive negative thoughts in your brain, give this book a read, Soundtracks by John Acuff. It's a fairly quick read. It's got humor intertwined. It's got science to back up the concepts and really applicable things that could really help support you in your mental health this next year. I can't recommend it enough. Book number three. This book is one that I read towards the end of the year, so it is fresh in my brain, and I loved it so much that I bought it for all of the women inside of my small group coaching community. It's that good. It's called You're Already Awesome, How to Silence Your Inner Critic and Step into Greatness by Allison Faulkner. I recently had a coaching call with Allison Faulkner. She does these cool um, one-off power hour coaching sessions that you can book with her. And I was like, I just need to be in this woman's orbit. She just, I feel like we're kindred spirits. She loves dance parties as much as I do. She's a motivational speaker. She just wrote this book. And she just is, she's infectious in the best way possible. And what I really thought was awesome about this book is that it intertwines a lot of her stories and her own struggles. But the premise of it is different than most personal development self-help books that are trying to help you improve yourself. The way that she's trying to help you improve yourself is by realizing that you're already enough exactly as you are without improving yourself. And man, what a what a mind-blowing concept to consider. It was so good and honestly exactly what I needed in this season. And ironically, I'm giving you guys these three books, my three best books that I read of 2022 that I recommend. And again, all of them are going to be linked in the show notes. But what's funny about it is looking back at this, this lineup – all of them are personal development self-help books. Of course, like of course I read a lot of these books. This is the line of work that I'm in. What's ironic about it is this. One of my big goals for 2023 is actually to read less personal development books. I know, I know. This is the thing. I want to give myself permission to read for the sake of enjoyment, for the sake of exploring creativity and allowing my brain to wander and my imagination soar and have a activity that I do that is just for the purpose of fun and enjoyment because I am someone who is always trying to achieve and be productive. And, oh, if I read this book for quote unquote fun, maybe I can learn a nugget that I can then use to share on my social media platform with my clients that I could use in my coaching. And that's all fine and well and good. And yes, I'm going to continue reading personal development and self-help books, but I think I want to give myself permission to just realize that, yeah, I'm actually already awesome. I don't need to improve in all these other ways. And I can actually just learn to trust that I I got it, that I'm good, and that I can just read for the hell of it. What a concept, right? So that's one of my goals. However, if one of your goals is to read personal development books, these three are golden. Hey, friend. 
Thank you so much for tuning in. It is so special to have you here. But I wanted to ask you a quick question. Do you like hearing from me? Not just in this way on the podcast, but what would you think about getting a little bit of sunshine into your inbox every Wednesday morning? That's exactly what I send to everybody that has signed up for my email list. Every Wednesday, I let you know what the new podcast is that's dropping. I also give you free resources, books I'm reading, quotes I'm loving, recommendations, and just whatever thoughts are stewing in my brain. And I'd love to have you hang out with me over there. You can click the link below to sign up for my email list, and I would love to see you in your inbox. Okay, next best of list we've got, I'm going to share my three best podcasts of 20. 22. Now, these are not my podcasts. I'm sharing other podcasts that I listen to that I highly recommend that I think you might enjoy as well. Now, the first one, I think this would probably be on my list every single year because I love it. I do not listen to every single episode because this is the thing. And I don't know if any other podcasters are listening to this, but when you have a podcast, and maybe this is just me, Sometimes I find it harder to keep listening to other podcasts because just listening to my own and approving my own podcast feels like a lot. So I feel like my podcast listening goes in waves where I'll be like on the podcast train and then I'll take a break for a while. Now, while I have not listened to all of these episodes of these shows I'm sharing today, each of these shows, every time I do listen, I always glean something really powerful, incredible from it. So the first one is We Can Do Hard Things with Glennon Doyle, her wife, Abby, and sister. That's what they call her. Her sister's name is actually Amanda, but they call her sister. Um, They have just some really inspiring guests and their topics of conversation are always things that I had maybe never really thought about. And one of my favorite things ever about Glennon Doyle is basically one of her life missions is just to quit everything. I think in this world where we're always trying to hustle, strive, and do, um, she's just trying to be. And what I appreciate so much about this podcast is they talk about things that are really important to our humanity, whether it's topics about mental health, whether it's about um, social justice, whether it's about parenting, whether it's about whatever the thing is. It's They've got a wide variety of things. Whatever the thing is, they're really discovering with us through this show and allowing their own humanness to be seen. And I just really respect the vulnerability that they have on the show. And I think it's a really, really great listen. So we can do hard things. Number two, Number two, I've got to give a shout out to my dear friend, Emily Rushel, and her podcast, which is called Gather in Growth. She launched her podcast this year, and y'all, she has been killing it. She's got some really incredible guests. Shout out to me being one of them. <laughs> Joking, kind of. I am I am a guest on one of her shows, but we have the same podcast editor, actually. So here's just a quick shout out to Jill Carr Podcasting, y'all. She's amazing. Okay. I'm talking about our podcast editor now. We're going on a side tangent here. Jill listens to more podcasts than probably anyone because she has to edit all of these things together. If you have a goal of starting or exploring starting your own podcast in 2023, you need to book a call with my friend, Jill Carr Podcasting, who actually learned how to do this podcasting thing right alongside me. I told her this last year. I said, Jill, I want to start a podcast. I don't know what I'm doing. Can you help me? She said, Never done a podcast, don't know what I'm doing, but I'm on board. And now her main focus in her business is editing and producing and managing podcasts. And it's just been so cool to watch her grow in that area and to grow alongside me has just been the best gift. And to also help her bring these other podcasts to life is so cool. Now, my friend Emily, her podcast, Gather and Growth, 
is all about growing together in life and in relationships and in our mental health, our physical health, like our business, all the things. And she really has a podcast geared towards rural women. So if you are a rural woman, I think you're going to really resonate with the messages here, especially if you're a rural woman who's got big, bold, beautiful dreams, bigger than your small town. This is a podcast you've got to give a listen to. And the third the third podcast that I'll recommend is by my two dear friends, Natalie Kavoric and Tara Vanderdusen. Their podcast is called Discover Ag. This is a fairly new podcast. They have episodes twice a week and they talk about all things agriculture. So they do deep dives into current events and topics. They answer questions. They also talk about advocacy for agriculture. They bring on some really, really cool guests and they have a monthly book club. I was a guest on their monthly book club actually talking about The Gap and the Gain. So if you guys want to do a deep dive into their podcast talking about that book, that might be a great place to start. But I love so much what these two incredible women are doing. I love them so much and respect them so much and just really appreciate the goodness that they are putting out into the world centered around agriculture. So if you are someone who wants to learn more about agriculture, I cannot recommend it enough. Okay. What do you think we should talk about next, you guys? I've got a few different little lists here in terms of a best of 2022 that are, that are a little different than just books and podcasts. And these are more personal things as I reflect back on 2022. I think I want to start with goals. I'm going to tell you three of the goals that I did meet and three of the goals that I didn't meet. We're going to start with the goals that I didn't meet, okay? One of the goals that I did not meet this year were my financial goals, okay? I set a pretty bold financial goal this last year to double my revenue. And uh, yeah, we missed the mark. We missed the mark to say the least because my revenue this year it stayed about the same. And I'm actually I'm actually a okay with that. This is the thing. I think it's important for us to look at our goals that didn't pan out and to make sure that we do so not from a place of shame or judgment because I know that I myself have been guilty of approaching things in that way in the past of looking all the ways I fall short and using that as evidence against myself of why I'm not worthy, why I'm not enough, well why I'll never get there. That is simply not true. When I look back at this year, if I really want to think about living in the gain of my financial goals, while I didn't achieve those big, bold goals, I am proud of really giving myself permission to pause and step back from things that maybe could have brought me more money, but taken away some of my peace. And to me, that in itself has been a really big lesson for me this year that I'm very proud of. So one of the goals I did not meet this year were financial, and that's okay. Okay, goal number two that I did not meet this year. And then when I thought back about it, I couldn't remember if this was a 2022 goal or a 2021 goal. You know, this whole like past few years have all been a blur, but I'm just going to say this was probably one of my early, early goals for this year. And that was to run a marathon. I was training for one back in 2020. And I don't know if you remember, but this whole like global pandemic thing happened. <laughs> Needless to say that got canceled. And I still had the idea of like, okay, well, I'll just push off the goal until the next year and I'll push off the goal until the next year. And you know, I I don't want to say that this is no longer a, a life goal of mine, but it's definitely not a priority for me right now, clearly, because this did not happen. In fact, very opposite of running a marathon. I actually stopped running altogether, like entirely. And 
I might've felt a little bit of shame about that because running was kind of like my jam for a little while. Just learning how to be someone who enjoyed running was a huge accomplishment for me because I was a girl that said I despise running with every fiber of my being for most of my life. And, you know, I, I think I just want to give myself permission to know that what I choose to do for joyful movement and how I want to honor and strengthen my body, it's allowed to change. And running was just not my joyful movement of choice this year. So I did not run a marathon. I am trying to think back. Did I even run a 5K this year? Crickets, crickets. I don't even think I ran a 5K this year. And you know what? That's okay. I did not meet that goal. That one fell flat on its butt. And that's all right. Okay. The third goal that I did not meet. I did not travel internationally. I have been hungry, so hungry to travel abroad again since I moved back from Germany back in, oh gosh, what, 2015? Gosh, that feels like ages ago. I cannot believe that it's been that long, but it's been on my list. I'm like, I need, I need to, I I just, I, I don't need, I want to go on another trip somewhere. I love, love traveling and I love adventuring and seeing other people traveling the world now that it's opened back up was giving me major FOMO this last year. Now, I say that, but looking back on this year, one thing I am really proud of, even though I did not travel abroad, I did get to do a lot of traveling through the States as I was speaking different places and whatnot, but I'm really, really proud of myself of learning how to be adventurous and find adventure right here in my own backyard. I've been really trying to work on being present where my feet are planted and recognize that a lot of the things that I want in my life, what I actually want is the feeling that they give me. Why do I want to travel internationally? I want to travel internationally because I want to explore new cultures, try new foods, see new things. Great. How can I do those things here while I'm not traveling internationally? Me and my husband started exploring more on the weekends, even if it's just going to like one little town you know, next to us and trying out a new brewery that we'd never been to or exploring a new hiking trail. It's like going into another world. And Uh, We did not travel internationally, but I am proud of being intentional on how I adventure even here in my own backyard. And and if you're someone that really loves to travel, that maybe doesn't have the time, the flexibility, or the money right now to do so, I want to encourage you to think about how you can create more adventure in your life without actually even having to get on a plane because it is possible, my friend. It is absolutely possible. Okay. So let's talk about three goals that I did meet in 2022. Okay, one of my big goals that it's been this like dream of mine. I was trying to convince my husband for a really, really long time. I really wanted to do van life, like buy a van, travel the country, see the sights, meet new people, make lots of memories. And this year, I checked it off the box. Well, kind of. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna count it. Okay, even though it didn't look the same way that I anticipated it to. But one of the things I'm kind of working on right now is surrendering the how or the what of how things in my life kind of manifest. There's a lot of things that I want, but I want to loosen my grip on how they're going to happen. And so this is me loosening my grip on what van life looked like for me. I'm very proud that me and my dear, dear friend, Courtney Dehoff, made van life a reality. We decided spontaneously over a plate of pasta and a glass of wine during a lunch date in Dallas that we were going to create our own TV show. And so We did a GoFundMe campaign. Thanks to you all and our wonderful supporters that donated money, we were able to rent an old Eurovan, get support from a local branding company to put stickers all over the side of it. I created a website for the the series called backroadcowgirls.com, and we traveled the state 
in this van for two weeks telling stories of people in agriculture. And y'all, it was honestly like a core life memory for me. My friend Shelby Caitlin, who's a photographer, joined us on the road trip and we had the most phenomenal time, honestly. Actually, the last six episodes of Backroad Cowgirls are going to be coming out after the new year. So stay tuned and exciting things are coming up with that. We're actually going to be going on the road and filming the official, like official, official pilot episode, y'all. And we're going to start maybe pitching it to networks this next year. So big old fingers crossed there. But I'm very proud of myself for making van life come to life this next year in Backroad Cowgirls, a version of van life that I would have never, ever anticipated or dreamed of. And honestly, Two of the best weeks of my entire year happened then. I will remember that for a lifetime. The second goal that I met this year was I hosted finally my first ever women's retreat. I have been wanting to host an event for so long after being in other women's retreats and just wanting to bring my community together in person. I started coaching in the middle of the pandemic officially. And so all of my coaching for the most part has been virtual. And I really was craving community and connection and really getting to sit in a room across from these other women and connect heart to heart. And in August, I finally hosted my very first climb women's retreat right here in my hometown of San Luis Obispo. And it was more amazing than I could have ever imagined. I mean, the transformations that took place in that room were phenomenal. And the transformation was within me as well too. I think I needed it more than anyone. I brought in some really amazing guest speakers, women that I really, really admire and love so much to pour into those women that attended. And it changed my life. It really did change my life. And I will say it was a huge learning experience. Um, I lost a lot of money in that process. Uh, Hosting events costs a lot more money than I realized. Um, So lesson learned there. But honestly, I will write off that money this year on my taxes with zero regrets because I would pay that amount of money to make that experience for those women over and over again. I say that, actually I take it back because I do have a business and I cannot do that financially, but no regrets on the first one, okay? It was amazing and I'm so proud of myself for leaning into that and making it come to life. The third goal that I met in 2022 was I finally started my retirement fund. As someone who is self-employed, I did not have a 401k set up for myself. I wasn't really intentionally setting aside any money besides my money for taxes. And I realized, okay, Kaya, that's fine and good for right now. But one day you don't want to have to work. Um, Or at least you don't want to have to rely on this business to be generating income. You know, maybe I want to just gallivant off to Africa and live out my days with the lions and I just need some money to do that. I, I don't think I want to do that. I don't know why that's what popped into my head, but you know, who knows what Kaya down the line will want to do. Anywho, I started my retirement fund, y'all. And I'm very, very proud of myself because it's been one of those things that has been on my to-do list that I just keep putting off and putting off and putting off. But this year, she did it, baby. Look at me adulting so freaking hard. Awesome. So those are my three goals that I met in 2022. Ever thought about having your own podcast? From one podcaster to another aspiring podcaster, I think you should totally go for it. Your story and wisdom deserves to be shared. And the good news is you don't have to go it alone. Full transparency, my podcast would not be possible every week without the support of my incredible podcast producer and manager, Jill Carr. She helped me bring my vision to life by helping me handle all the behind the scenes tech to launch it into the world. 
If you're looking to take to the mic and launch your own show, but the tech logistics and launch process are leaving you feeling overwhelmed and intimidated, I can't recommend Jill Carr Podcasting enough to support you. Click the link in the show notes to learn more about her services and how she can help bring your podcast vision to life. Okay, next. You know, thinking back on 2022, this year was hard. It was messy. It was confusing. I got really, really burnt out. And it was also so freaking beautiful at the same time. I had some really beautiful core memories from this year that are going to last me forever. Really amazing core memories, like going surfing for the first time and traveling the state with my friend and our camper van. And I hosted this amazing 60th birthday celebration for my mom with a luxury picnic on the beach that we surprised her with and her two best friends in a limo reliving their childhood and college days. Like that was such a core memory for me. And also there were core memories that were harder, like losing my grandpa. I didn't expect to get emotional on this, (laughs) but it's okay to feel feels. I'm telling myself and I'm telling you, you know, experiencing a loss so close to me this year and losing my grandpa, it, um, it shook me and it wasn't, you know, I knew he wasn't going to last forever. He was 90 years old, but I, uh, I'm learning how many lessons there are in loss and it's still pretty fresh. It's fresh and I think it feels a little bit more sensitive right now because it's the holiday season. And while the holiday season is full of so much magic and joy and connection, I think holiday seasons after losing people, there's just always going to be a little twinge of sadness and, and grief, of course, within that. And this year was hard. This year was hard. You know, I saw my grandma, maybe for the first time ever in my life, break down and cry. And uh, I'm actually really glad she did. She's always been the the tough one, you know, being tough for her kiddos, her grandkids, for the family. And what I hope she realizes is that allowing herself to grieve and cry and be heartbroken – is actually the best thing she could give her family because it gives them permission to do that too. And it was hard. There was definitely a hole felt this holiday season without him there. It was like a palpable thing in the air, this this emptiness of him not being there. And, you know, it's a a core memory of 2022. It's always going to be something that I'll remember from this year. But I think within this grief journey, there are some really beautiful lessons and reminders it's given me and a new perspective as I, as I lean into 2023, you know, losing someone, it really makes you rethink what matters, what really, really matters in your core. And, uh, while I am heartbroken that he's gone, I'm very grateful for this new perspective as we jump into the new year. And, As we wrap up this episode, I wasn't even going to talk about grandpa, but he's here. So we're talking about him. I I really want that to lead into 
things I'm saying no to in the new year and things I'm saying yes to, because I think that getting clear on what matters is really helping me put this into perspective as I decide what I want next year to look like. Let's start with things I'm saying no to. One of the things I'm saying no to for now, and this one is a really hard one for me to have officially decided, is that I am saying no for now to hosting another retreat. And that like kind of kills me to say because, you know, I the first one was so incredible, like so, so incredible. And I got such amazing feedback and there's so many women that have reached out that want to come to the next one. And I'm not saying I'm never hosting another one again, but I am getting really clear with myself that that is not a priority for the time being. Instead, what I really want to focus on this year is supporting other women hosting retreats and events. I want to be someone that can come in and be this like amazing hype girl MC to help them manage the energy of that space, to really help them cultivate this container for which those attendees at their retreat or their event or their conference can really feel excited and alive and empowered and fully seen. I want to be able to be a coach at another woman's retreat to really be able to help lift up them and their community and the women or men or whoever decides to attend. And I've decided that this year my focus is going to be speaking, coaching, and emceeing instead of being the host itself. And while that feels a little sad, it also feels very exciting and freeing to kind of relieve myself of that expectation of having to host another event. The second thing that I am saying no to, and it's actually something I said no to here in 2022 that I'm going to continue for now to say no to in 2023, was I canceled my monthly coaching membership community. And the reason that I did that is because I realized that having to churn out coaching content constantly, month to month to month to month to month, while I loved supporting that community and I loved fostering the space for women to connect and grow and learn together, I realized that it wasn't honoring my energy the way that I needed it to. I realized that I needed white space in my calendar. I needed time for me to be more introspective, to be um, able to breathe and create without being in a rush or in a hurry. And so I'm giving myself permission to kind of reformat the way that I work with you all, the way that I work with my clients, the way that coaching looks like with me. So I'm excited to see how that continues to evolve in 2023. And the third thing that I'm saying no to, and this is definitely going to be a work in progress because this is a recurring theme in my life, which is I'm going to say no to chasing social media likes as a sign of my worth and success. Social media, and I think I'm going to do a whole podcast episode about this eventually, but social media and I have a love hate relationship. I love the way that it allows me to connect with you all. It allows me to find creative and inspiring content to share, things that, you know, teach me things, things that I think are funny, staying in touch with friends and family, but it also can just be such a place that gets me wrapped up in things that don't matter. It has me looking at metrics that really don't matter. And I really want to be intentional with how I use social media this year and allow it to be this creative outlet where I show up and I add value instead of this place where I show up and I try to create solely for the purpose of a number. And that distinction is really important to me. Now, three things that I am saying yes to in 2023. I already mentioned one of them earlier, which is I'm saying yes to reading more fiction, non-self-help books. I really want to allow myself to explore 
my creativity more. And I think that creating time and space in my day to just play for the sake of playing, just create for the sake of creating, not for anybody else, but just for me is going to be really, really crucial and important to me. And so that is one of my goals. And one of the ways I'm going to do that is just by inserting other creative pieces of work into um, what I consume each day and reducing maybe some of the self-help tools. The second thing I already alluded to as well is I'm going to be filming an official pilot episode with my friend Courtney for Backroad Cowgirls. I am really excited to lean all the way in on this project this next year. Mark my words, friends. You're going to see me as a host of a TV show on a mainstream network sometime soon in the future. I have zero I have zero evidence of that currently. I have no deals. There's nothing in the books officially for that to happen, but here I am speaking out in the world and manifesting it. I'm so excited to lean into that project and getting that ball rolling however long that takes. But this next year that's going to be a really really big focus for me. And the third thing I'm saying yes to, and if you've listened to my podcast for a while, you've heard me talk about this, but I'm going to start writing my book. And I don't know if that's going to be a two-year process, a five-year process, a 10-year process. I don't know. And I don't care. But I just feel so called to do that work of using words, written words. And maybe also I have this vision of me getting back to my art, like my painting. And I really love the idea of weaving in my own illustrations within that book in a really cool fun way that feels very me. So writing my book and maybe also illustrating for my book this year, we'll see. Those are three things that I'm saying yes to. Before we wrap up this best of 2022 episode, I'm also going to share with you four guideposts that I'm giving myself as we dive into 2023. And I have a lot more to elaborate on each of these in future episodes to come. But for now, I'll give you the highlights. My first guidepost for 2023 is honor my energy. Honoring your energy looks different for everyone, okay? I recently learned the statistics that lions sleep for up to 21 hours per day. And guess what, y'all? They are one of the fiercest animals in the animal kingdom because they know how to honor their energy and use it when they need it and rest when they need to. And for me in 2023, I really want to learn how to listen to my body's cycles, my creative cycles, and honor my energy. Sometimes that means creating. Sometimes that means moving. Sometimes that means adventuring. And sometimes that means resting. And I really want to be more in tune with myself so I can honor those seasons and those cycles without feeling any shame or resistance against them. Guidepost number two, romanticize your life. This has been a concept I've been obsessed with, especially for the past few weeks. And when I say romanticize your life, I'm not just talking about the big things like the big epic parties or celebrations or adventures or trips, but I'm talking about romanticizing the small, seemingly mundane things, the things that feel like, oh, that's not a big deal. That happens every single day. But what if every single day felt romantic in a way? Like from just waking up and drinking your coffee to feeding your dogs to kissing your partner on the cheek to going for your morning drive and seeing the way the sun rays come through the window or whatever it is. I'm really wanting to focus on romanticizing the life that is already mine and really focusing on being present to do so instead of only romanticizing the future that I imagine for myself because Lord knows I've got that painted vividly. 
but I don't live in the future. I live here right now. So I want to be here right now. Guidepost number three, money is abundant. Time is not. You know, I am realizing that I still have stuff to unpack when it comes to my money mindset beliefs, but I've been really wanting to lean into this idea of abundance. And I will say too that money mindset stuff is very interesting when you are in a marriage with another partner because suddenly there's money that you share and your money beliefs are maybe different or you had different things you were taught about money growing up. And I'm definitely learning that my husband and I are different in, in a lot of ways in that manner. And I learned from him in, in a lot of things when it comes to finances. But I don't want to get to the end of my life. You know, I think about my grandpa at 90 years old. And, uh, you know, maybe, maybe there were some money things I could take advice from him and maybe some things not so much. But when I get to the end of my life, I don't want to die on a mountain of money. I mean, I don't want to leave my family in shambles and I would love to have something to pass on to them, of course, but my mission isn't to die with a bunch of money that won't matter when I leave. I think what makes a really, really rich life are memories with the people that you love, doing things that you enjoy. And when I say money is abundant and time is not, I think for me, it means that I want to prioritize experiences over things. And sometimes those experiences cost money, sometimes they don't. But I really want to recognize that the most precious resource that we have, period, is time. The thing about time is that we actually don't even know how much is in our account. I just got a notification this last week that a girl I went to high school with unexpectedly died. And there's something about that that just kind of shakes you up, you know? And I don't want things like that to make me live in fear, but I want it to make me live in purpose and knowing that maybe this is the last day. How can I make this last day romantic? How can I really be present and be here and appreciate these small things? And I also want to to realize that the people that I love so, so dearly, I don't know how much time is in their account either. I want to call them. I want to be intentional about making time to spend with them. I want to do fun things to create lasting memories because my grandpa always said that the best investment you can make is in memories. And I couldn't agree more. And the last... Final guidepost for 2023 is follow your joy. Follow your joy. I know that's so simple and maybe it's like, well, what does that mean? I find joy in cookies. I find joy in bunny rabbits. (laughs) What are the things that light you up? When you think back to when you were a kid and you just played just for the sake of playing, what did you do? Did you dance? Did you sing? Did you paint? Did you create wild, imaginative stories in your brain? Did you go and hang out at a friend's house? Did you jump on the trampoline? Did you play football? What were the things that you did just for fun, just for the sake of it? Maybe following your joy means learning something new that you've always wanted to do, like pottery or skydiving or, I don't know, going on a blind date. Maybe following your joy is starting a business or starting your first podcast or, I don't know, training for a marathon. What brings you joy might be different than what brings me joy, but whatever it is that lights you up, that makes you smile, that gives you that sense of childlike glee, follow that. That wasn't placed on you or in your heart on accident. And making more time for the things that bring you joy, gosh, could you imagine how the world would feel if everyone did something every single day that brought them joy? I think we live in a different place. I think the world would feel different if more people 
followed their joys. So for 2023, we're going to honor our energy, romanticize our lives, realize that time is our most precious resource, and we are going to follow our joy. At least that's my intention. Friends, thank you so much. Seriously, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast. It has been such an incredible year. So many stories shared, guests brought on, lessons learned. Oh, I just, I can't believe I'm still doing this thing. (laughs) My husband told me after like, I don't know, the 20th episode, I was like, oh yeah, my podcast comes out tomorrow. He's like, oh, you're still doing that? Yes, still doing that. Proud to say still here and I will be right back here. Same time, same place next week. So my dear, dear friends, I love you so much. And I am wrapping up in such a big hug. And I want to wish you the most lovely end of your 2022 and the most magical beginning to your 2023. I will see you, my friends, next year. Love y'all. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please hit subscribe and leave me a review sharing what you loved most. Come hang out with me on Instagram and Facebook to keep the conversation going as we continue to find joy in the journey. Until next time, I am cheering for you, friend. Keep climbing and we'll chat soon.